1: Hello, everyone, and thanks so much for tuning into the Claudio Relsano Show, brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. As always, thank you, Rick Mitchell, for the introductions and my fantastic, the best producer out there, Mr. Adam Zaluf. Well, today is our popular uh, episode, 16 cents. If you remember, Larry King years ago used to have a piece on the USA Today newspaper where he would just give random thoughts, random opinions. I've always enjoyed that. Uh, Piece from him and I decided to do that on our show and uh, you guys have sent great Emails and comments about it. So we will continue to do it every once in a while. So let's kick it off All right uh, pitching in the major major league baseball for example the Pirates I think they've had a few pitchers go five innings Sometimes if they're going well, they take them out in the fifth if they're if they're going bad They take them out in the fifth, you know the pitch counts the analytics uh, it, it's And in some of these pitchers I think this year three pitchers Including Kershaw Have had no hitters Going into the 5th, 6th And sometimes they squeeze them into the 7th inning And they take them out uh, You know, I, obviously They say well, they don't want to hurt the pitchers Or sometimes a, a pitcher May hit a wall after X amount of pitches, you know, like the Blake Snell Thing a few years ago And, and I get the wall thing But if a guy's going good let him go. Let's see how far we can go with him. Or if you don't have a good bullpen, why would you take out the starting pitcher and put in, put in a, a suspect bullpen? And then you end up losing the game. You know, they overmanage. They, they try to get cute. And let me take that back. I don't think it's the manager who's pulling all these strings. I think it's somebody who's never really played the game before. If he did play the game before, he's nothing but analytics, no gut feeling, doesn't have his hands in the soil, his his feet in the water of the pool to gauge the temperature of the pool. They just this is the game plan before the game. You know the guy's going to go five innings. If he has you know fifteen strikeouts, we're still taking him out of the game. And I think it's ruining the game. Uh, it, it, it's a bad look. And as far as the injuries are concerned, you know guys, forget about the Seavers, Carltons, uh, uh, the Hall of Famers, Palmers. Forget about those guys. Go to the other. Tier the Ken and, and they're good pitchers too. The Tions, Candelaria, Rooker, Royce, Ruffin, uh, Andahar. I can go on and on. Those guys used to have 15 16 complete games a year, okay, and they never got hurt. Uh, for again, the Nolan Ryan's, who said they said, Well, those guys didn't throw hard, they threw hard. And another thing about those guys, they threw a lot of breaking pitches, which Puts a lot of stress on your arm, the, the curveballs, the twisting. Okay. And those guys used to pitch seven, eight, nine innings every appearance. Go try to take a Bob Gibson out of a game, a Fergie Jenkins or a Rooker or a Bly Levin. Those guys hated it. They went into the game wanting to finish the game. And now, anymore, a guy pitches four or five innings, and he's happy, everybody's happy, He goes and sits down, they're making zillions of dollars, and then again, you say, well, they're protecting the asset. But they're not using the asset. It's like having a brand new car, shiny new car, and you only take it out, eh, for a couple miles once a week. You know, what, what's the point of, of buying a nice car like that if you can't use it? And then they're always tinkering about the speed of the game. You know, maybe the hitter doesn't uh, step out of the box or the, the manager has to keep the pitcher in for three outs, or, yeah, three hitters or something like that. I don't like that. Yes, I like the pitchers to pitch, but to make a manager keep a pitcher in for a certain period of time, no matter what, I don't like that either. One of the ways you can speed up the game is when a, when a reliever is coming in, and yet they do have you know seven pitchers a game, which is ridiculous, but one way to speed up the game is, while he's warming up in the bullpen, as soon as he's called in the pitch, the old buggies years ago, they used to have a golf cart uh, shaped as a team logo or as a, logo or as a baseball, whatever. And the kids used to love it. But bring the pitcher in, drive him in, okay? And then no warm-up pitches. He's already been warming up in the bullpen. So just, you're ready to go. Let's go. And that, that could save some time. And really, the the... Uh, the the strategy of the game with all these pitching changes is slowing the game up, so uh, I, I don't I don't like where the game's going. You know, and I, I say this all the time. This quote: "I'm never jealous of anybody. There's two people that I've been jealous of, and they've both been on our show: Jerry Cooney and Mario Andretti. Jerry Cooney has said numerous times that he absolutely loves boxing today and where it's going. <clears throat> Mario Andretti has said numerous times that he loves." Where race car, the race car sport is going. I wish I could say that about baseball. I love doing what I do. I love scouting. I love coach. I love scouting for the Global Scouting Bureau. I love coaching at Carnegie Mellon University. I love the uh, training that I do with uh, players in the camps. But as far as watching a major league game, it, it it's it's not good. It's torture. All right, Pirates, sixteen and twenty-two. Uh, they they're not uh, doing that great. Their record isn't that great. They're kind of in the thick of games here and there, not because so much that they're any good. It's just their opponents are not that good, to be honest with you. Baseball is very mediocre right now. Um, I don't like their direction either. People say, well, in a couple years, uh, 2025, you know, once they develop these players, they're going to be on their way. Well, name me a player that they've developed. Name me a player that started off in the minors that's big time and that they kept, that they've developed. You know, uh, I've said this numerous times. Cole Tucker has. I will continue to say it. He's in AAA right now. He has star written all over him. Two hitting coaches have not been able to help him, and you and you say, well, it's him. I don't. I really don't believe it's him. Okay. I don't like to place the blame on anybody in particular, but whatever it is, what gives the fans? The idea that they're going to develop these young players into being a playoff team in a couple of years, I don't see it. Now, as far as the team they have now, I do like this Michael Chavis uh, player. He, he looks pretty good. He's a tough kid. I like him. Brian Hayes is an excellent defensive player. I think he has huge holes offensively. I know they signed him to a big time contract in a couple of years. I guess it'll be a bargain. You know, I, I, yeah, sure, a sign of Brian Reynolds. I've never thought that he was – I think he's a nice player. You know, nothing great, not a, not a all-star, not a potential all-star. That's my opinion. Uh, they got the Cruz kid in the minors. I think he has a chance to be something pretty special if they keep him. Or even if he don't, they don't keep him, I think he has a chance to be something. And I did predict at the beginning of the year that Bednar would be the Pirate representative in the all-star game. And so far he's proven – proving me right but i i still am thinking they're going to lose 100 plus games um if they don't i don't know how much credit you can give them or you can give the game itself credit for just not being so competitive it's a bunch of medioc it's mediocre players in my opinion but um again i i don't see where people are so excited for two three years down the road because of again uh th- the players they're going to develop show me the players they've developed then we can talk. The Steelers. It looks like uh, the general manager who I thought they should get, Lewis Riddick, is out of the picture. Lewis Riddick uh, played at Pitt, played in the NFL, uh, was in a front office, I believe, before, and he's a uh, analyst for ESPN. I think he would be an unbelievable general manager for the Steelers because he knows the game. He knows. If you listen to him, he talks about when a defensive back is covering a wide receiver, how he rotates his hips and how he moves his feet. You need a GM like in baseball. I'm very critical of the GMs in baseball because they're all analytics, numbers, numbers, numbers. I remember years ago I read a great book by Sid Thrift, the former Pirate GM. The book was called The Game According to Sid. And I met him one time at the Major League Baseball winter meetings, and I approached him. I told him what a great book it was. So a quick example He, Mike Diaz, Mike Rambo Diaz And I've talked about this story uh, on, on our show before He was pulling off the ball He was striking out a lot He was a big power hitter for the Pirates in the mid-80s So uh, Sid Thrift casually walks down the field at Three River Stadium He tells Mike Diaz Mike, from now on Your baseball field Your foul pole is left center to right field That was it And it helped Diaz a ton What that did was It kept him from opening up pulling off the ball from being more closed to retaining his power, keeping his head on the ball and uh, having more play coverage. I don't see GMs today doing that. They know the guy's hitting 220. Well, terrific. Who can't see that? Why is he hitting 220? Well, he strikes out a lot. He pops up a lot. Terrific. Why is he striking out and why is he popping out a lot? Can you fix it? We say that's what we're paying the uh, hitting coach for. Yeah. Yeah. But, again, we're talking about GMs now. Sid Thrift could fix it in a quarter of a second. Lewis Riddick could be a huge plus to any organization who would hire him. And another thing I like about him is he's not a clown. A lot of these guys like to clown around or or they, again, back to the analytics and they, they're so smug about themselves and the way they behave. I don't like that. And and Lewis Riddick would be a, a serious person who knows the game inside and out, who knows how to articulate it inside and out, and he knows what a guy is doing wrong and how to fix it. And he knows what a team needs and what it doesn't need. I think they lost out when they did, when they did not sign up Lewis Riddick. There's still time. Hopefully something crazy will happen, but it doesn't look good. Back to uh, Continuing with the Steelers, uh, their number one draft pick I've talked about numerous times on this show and other shows, Kenny Pickett for me I don't see it, especially being a number one draft pick. I think the Steelers had other needs, offensive line, defensive line, cornerback. Then you get a quarter, uh, and then wide receivers. I, I don't think you draft a him number one. I think there were other quarterbacks if you had to get them that were a little better, and I do think that Trubisky sign was a great sign, and, and he's a guy who took two mediocre teams to the playoffs, hasn't really had a shot to display his abilities, when he came here to the Steelers, I said, man, this is going to be a great opportunity for him. And I mean for several years, not just for a bridge year, as people call it. I really actually think he has a shot to really be a very, very solid, very good, maybe, maybe, maybe even a potential Pro Bowl quarterback. He knows the game. The game's slowed to him. And I think they could have used that draft pick on a better, uh, more needed position. So hopefully, you know, it works out for pick I have nothing against the guy I Watched him all these years of Pitt. Seems like a nice young man. Congratulations to him. I just am not so sure about him being the number one pick for the Steelers. The USFL, when uh, it, it started years ago, I believe in 83, I was a big fan. The Birmingham Stallions. I loved the Stallions with Cliff Stout, Joe Cribs, and of course, the Pittsburgh Maulers, Glenn Carano, Rozier. Uh, they had a bunch of great uh, name players that you knew who they were. And it it was fun to watch Jim Kelly, uh, Steve Young uh, played for some teams. You know uh, the Gamblers, and I forgot which team. I I think uh, Young may have played for the L Express. I'm not really sure. But you had, you know, Doug Flutie, Herschel Walker. This USFL, uh, you know, startup is just not getting any traction, in my opinion. And then they're not playing at the home fields. They're playing all the uh, games in Birmingham, Alabama, which I don't understand. And, and another thing real quick, you know, the Maulers, for example. There is one guy that I know of that is covering the Maulers consistently. And that's a, a, a friend of our show uh, who's getting married today. Congratulations to Ralph Williams. But Ralph, Ralph covers the Maulers inside and out. And he's connected with them to see if there could be some sort of a relationship or anything like that. Nothing not even a email back. And it's very disappointing. And in my opinion, disrespectful and you're hurting yourself. Why wouldn't they want a local guy who has access to TV, radio podcasts to help promote your product? I I don't understand it. I don't expect the USFL to last more than I think next year could be. It's last year, unless things change on their, uh, their approach changes. So, All right, on that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break to hear from our great sponsors, Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center, Don's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, criminal defense attorney Eric Jackson-Lurie, and don't forget about my book, Lead from the Heart Up, Not the Neck Up, How to Create a Positive Winning Culture on the Field and in the Office. You can get that on my website, ClaudioRalsano.com, JohnMelvinPublishing.com, Barnes & Noble in Robinson Township, and Amazon.com, if I didn't already say that, and BarnesAndNoble.com. Uh, and don't forget about our TV shows, The Boxing Authorities, Boxing's Best TV Show, with Luther Dupree Jr. and Smoking Jim Frazier on live.vivetv.network. And uh, you can also check this out on PCTV21, Comcast, PCTV47, and uh, uh, Verizon. And my show, Monday Night Impact. You can check us out on my website. Just click on the link that Mr. Adams Aloof has put up for me. And uh, my brand new uh, YouTube channel, well, I guess it's been around for a month or two, uh, Claudio Relsano TV. Check that out. Subscribe. Make some comments. I appreciate it. And uh, golf event, May- June 4th, the Ray Boom Boom Mancini Foundation will hold a golf event on June 4th, benefiting a little, nice little girl, six-year-old girl named Sophia Angiudi at Noel Run Golf Course in Louisville, Ohio. It's only $100 per golfer. Contact. Ray Boom Boom Mancini Foundation at gmail.com. We will be right back on the Claudio Rosano Show. The Sixteen Cents. All right, little boxing here. Uh, Canelo Alvarez, who I just always thought was extremely overrated, never understood the big hype about him, uh, but he lost. He lost to Dimitri Bivol a couple weeks ago uh, in a light heavyweight uh, uh, bout. I think he'd be much better served to stay in the super middleweight. There's a lot of money in that division. A lot of great fighters cleaned that division out. Again, never understood the big hype around him. I remember a few years ago when the Zone uh, Network gave him, I believe, it was like a $365 million contract. Now, if you would have given that to Muhammad Ali, terrific, smart, Sugar Ray Leonard, fantastic, Boom Boom Mancini, guys who are Vinny Paz, you know, guys who – George Foreman, guys who are going to draw eyes – the guys who are crossover fighters, the guys who are exciting, the guys everybody loves. I get that. Wasn't didn't understand it about Alvarez. Uh, Still not sure the attraction. I'm sure he'll make a nice comeback his next fight. Uh, But I think some of the shine has gone off of him losing this fight, which I did predict he was going to lose. Tyson Fury, the heavyweight champion, WBC heavyweight champion. He is talking about retiring. I hope he doesn't. Because he's carrying the division, he's a big name with a big personality. There's still some, a couple big fights for him. Uh, The unification bout between if if, well, there's Anthony Joshua's fighting. (coughs) Excuse me, Alexander Usyk, and the winner of that fight, hopefully Fury would fight to unify all the heavyweight belts. Then you know maybe retire. But I think everybody would love to see him unify all the belts. And like I say, he's a big personality. And in my opinion, the pound-for-pound pound best fighter in the world today. Um, okay, Jerry Cooney, a friend of our show, obviously. And he's going to be on our Boxing Authorities show soon, too. Uh, it, this is, the, 40, what is it, the 41st anniversary of his iconic fight with Ken Norton. Uh, May of 1981, it was a big fight. Ken Norton, future Hall of Famer, uh, was fighting Jerry. And this was jerry's i would say big breakout fight uh to to really see who jerry was and i'll never forget i mean i'm in the room right now that uh, was my old bedroom which is now my office slash studio and i was watching that fight but i fell asleep before the fight really wanted to watch it was a huge fan of still am a huge fan of jerry cooney and love ken norton but i wanted to watch the fight i remember my parents came in they woke me up and I I was kind of half out of it, and all of a sudden I see Jerry throwing these bombs and just knocking Ken Norton out in 54 seconds. And I've watched it numerous times since then. But definitely a fight you want to watch. Very exciting fight. It's kind of Tyson-esque for the the knockout and the quick knockout. So uh, check that out, Jerry Cooney versus Ken Norton, especially if you're a Jerry Cooney fan. Uh, Basketball, the Los Angeles Lakers have three finalists. For their head coaching job. And I, I don't believe Mark Jackson is one of them. Mark Jackson is the former head coach of the Golden State Warriors. Who I kind of thought got a raw deal there. But I, he's an analyst. And I think he would be an unbelievable coach. He's exactly what the Lakers need. Someone who not only knows the X's and O's. But he knows how to lead a team. He knows how He knows what to do with a team. And right now, with the position they're in, he would be perfect for that team. Uh, Jim Valvano. Everybody knows I talk about Jim all the time. Friend of mine who I love very much. Had a ton of impact on my life. They're making another movie about Jim. There was one made in 1995. The star of the show was, I believe his name was Anthony LaPaglia, who uh, did a fantastic job with Jimmy. Didn't overdo it uh, with anything. Just did a phenomenal job now Ray Romano is heading up this project I believe he's a producer writer and he's going to act in it so obviously it's a you know passionate project for him and and I appreciate that and I hope he can pull it off I really do um I hope that um Jim's personality doesn't get overdone if you know what I mean I hope they don't turn it up too thick Jim Jim was a great great coach very passionate very intelligent man in so many a variety of different subjects and he was a funny guy so i hope they don't try to make it into a jokey thing prior to him you know getting cancer and having impact on millions with his cancer fund and research so i hope ray romano can pull it off and uh, you know we'll see what happens Tom Brady back to football. Uh, they say that he's—I I think I get the numbers right—30 million a year for Fox as an announcer. You know, good for him. Congratulations. I'm sure he'll add, you know, to the show. But who is going to watch outside of maybe the first couple times? Who's going to watch Fox just because Tom Brady's on there? I, I don't know if he's going to be the attraction, or is the game going to be the attraction? I would assume the game's going to be the attraction. That's a lot of money. I mean, hopefully, uh, you know, i mean again good for him but hopefully Fox can pay that. I'm sure they can, but I just think that's a hell of a lot of money for an announcer. Uh, Penguins. They obviously didn't uh, go past the first round. I really thought with that new goaltender, Louis Domingue, I thought he was going to catch, uh, you know, catch fire and just go crazy and be a big story. Obviously he, he did not, he did okay. Did all right. They were ahead in three games. They lost. I'm not a hockey expert, but I watched all the penguin hockey uh, playoff games. And I was really hoping they'd pull it off and, when they lost uh, game six, I said, uh-oh. I said, I don't uh, – you start to worry because too many crazy things can happen in a game seven. So it, I don't I think I don't think that they need to rebuild. I think they need to reload. Um, there's a few guys, you know, obviously Malkin is probably on his way out. Uh, Letang, I think his contract is up as well, I think. Um, I try to keep him. But Malkin, I think – you know, unless he gives them a great price, I think it's probably time to go and give that money to a younger, more uh, productive person. Uh, finally, two more things. John Cameron, a guy that I spoke to a few years ago, is doing a Rocky Marciano project. It's all finished. Um, he's going to be on this show soon to promote it. And, uh, so look forward to that. Rocky Marciano, in my opinion, the greatest heavyweight champ of all time, and really the greatest fighter of all time, pound for pound. I mean, 188 pounds, heavyweight champ, five, eight, you know, for me, it's between him and sugar Ray Muhammad for pound for pound. Great, uh, greatest of all time. But Rocky lived a very interesting life, uh, before he was a boxer, while he was a boxer, after he was a boxer. And, um, I can't wait to talk to Mr. Cameron and, and uh, see what uh, he has come up with and, and uh, how he has uh, positioned Rocky's story. So we'll definitely be hearing more about that uh, topic on our show here. Uh, as far as uh, uh, there's another documentary that's out, the Bruno Sammartino documentary, which uh, obviously we had Larry Richard on the show a few weeks ago to promote it. Go on, uh, uh, you know, Google up the Bruno Sammartino documentary, and it I just. Got it the other day and watched it. Unbelievable story, you know, about Bruno and his mother and what she did to survive the war in Italy and to take care of her three kids and and keep them healthy and safe and keep herself healthy and safe and all the hell she had to go through in the relationship between Bruno and his mom and his dad. And Bruno was so moved to emotions during this thing. I mean, and they, they, they show. Like a dramatization of her climbing mountains and and all that kind of stuff and the war going on, it's just a great piece and I really suggest you getting it. It's on all these streaming um, platforms. I even believe it's on a DVD as well. But you gotta get it. it doesn't ha- forget about the wrestling part of it. It's a human interest story that you you gotta check out. And one thing, I'm gonna get a hold of Larry here after our show today. I was blown away. For some reason, I was watching the credits after the show was over, and Larry put my name in the credits, which is such an honor, such an honor. I mean, I don't know why he put it in there. You know, I get you know thanking me for whatever, but I really appreciate that, and I'm gonna let Larry know how much that meant to me. But definitely get that documentary; um, you'll really enjoy it. A few upcoming guests uh, besides. John Cameron of the Rocky Marciano Project will be former NFL linebacker and former Penn State star. Uh, he was a linebacker for the Jets. Lance Mel, he'll be on our show. Former assistant, uh, I think, I believe he was the offensive coordinator for University of Michigan, Al Borges. I think he may have coached uh, Tom Brady, I think. But I know he's going to be on our show. Hank Lott, uh, baseball agent, will be on our show soon too. And, of course, the usuals like Smoking Jim and Luther will be on – and uh, Rick Mitchell and Nick Caplack will be on. And I uh, always love having these guys on. Uh, Ralph, uh, after his wedding, you know, we'll definitely have him on again. So I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the uh, topics for today that I touched on. Uh, as always, thank you, Rick Mitchell, uh, for the intros and outros. Adams Loof, the best producer out there. Our fantastic sponsors who trust me when I tell you, Roscoe Hearing and Allergy, Kenner, uh, Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. Dr. Roscoe is a fantastic person, great, great doctor, but he's a fantastic person who you want to go to because if you have, you know, what he has, the, the needs that he can fix, he's, he's just a great person. Don Picora of Don's Pizzeria and Sports Bar is as good of a person as it gets. Trust me when I tell you that. Great food, yes, but he's just a great guy. And of course, Eric Jackson-Lurie, who I love Eric. He's a family member to me. I'm godfather to his son, Noble. Great family with Camille and, and uh, Duran, his kids, in Noble, as I said. But these people are not only great at what they do, doctors, pizzeria, sports bar, attorneys, but they're great people. And that's what you want when you want a doctor, when you want to go eat somewhere, when you need an attorney. You want great people. So definitely go to them. Uh, my book, uh, Lead from the Heart Up, Not the Neck Up, you can get that on my website and the John Melvin website is Publishing.com website as well. Our great boxing show, The Boxing Authorities, with Luther Dupree Jr. and Smokey Jim Frazier. Check us out on live.vivetv.network. Monday Night Impact, where it's business leadership motivation show. Check that out on my website, claudiorelsano.com. Click on the link. And of course, my YouTube channel, Claudio Relsano TV, uh, on YouTube. And, um, Uh, We always appreciate you guys tuning in to all of our shows, subscribing, your great comments and emails. Thank you so much. And as always, thank you, Mom and Pop. Talk to you guys soon.
0: Thank you for listening to The Claudio Rosano Show brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. Be sure to tune in next time on ClaudioRosano.com.
2: when I talk to my mom, she can't understand me. She gets so cranky and irritable. Well, your mother's ears cannot understand speech sounds, and that leaves her trying to guess what you said. This makes conversation exhausting for her. Can we help her? Yes, Julie. Once we improve her hearing, she'll be less frustrated and be able to enjoy talking with you again. If your loved one needs help hearing and understanding, call the Roscoe Hearing Center at 814-375-0455. Hearing solutions with the care you've been looking for.